0: From the bottom that we're here,
1: girl. Oh yeah This is my butt right here Welcome to Shady Pines, an afterthought media podcast in which gay men discuss the Golden Girls. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 1, titled End of the Curse. But first, let's bring on a brand new host. Uh, He just got over the the curse. No, no, he just got (laughs) over the curse, and now he's going through the change. Uh, Give it up to our very own Adam Solandra. I didn't know, you know, like, usually I say from, like, After Buzz TV or something like that, what... I didn't ask you what it is. I'm just you're just Adam Salandra. Hey Adam. I'm just it's all encompassing. And hello, Joe. Hello, how are you? You know, you um, and I, uh you were recommended to uh me by uh After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. And yeah, friend uh Friend of the Pod. Friend of the Pod, uh Jay Ellis, and uh he'll be on in a couple episodes. And uh according to him hates the golden girls, but he's on a golden girls podcast.
0: And <laughs> Uh, I have a, a severe problem with the hate of the Golden Girls, but we'll wait till he's here. To, yeah, yeah, to yeah.
1: Oh, that. girl, just wait. Because it's like he's like <laughs> – well, first of all, I hate that one of his problems with it is because he's so Italian that I don't – I don't I – don't, I, we won't wait till Jay's here. But the point – is okay, let's okay, talk, okay, let, okay. Let, Yeah, let's talk about you. And oh, good. I would say – you know, I called you and I don't think – I don't even think you know this. When I called you, I kept you on the phone for a while because I was really doing – maybe you were doing the same thing. Sort of like a, a check of chemistry to check sure. how the chemistry was. It wasn't just, so I was, we were shooting this shit. And I was like, oh, I, I felt like I liked you right off the bat. And uh, I knew you were kind of right for the show. But, uh, you know, according to Jay, you are a big golden girls. What would you call it? Like a nerd or like, what would you, how would you? I would never.
0: No, I wouldn't. I would call it a um, fan. But fan is too light Mm -hmm. i would call it let's just let me start by saying when that theme song was just playing Mm -hmm. it was a a a shot of serotonin to my Mm -hmm. system like Mm -hmm. i I can't even imagine Mm -hmm. it literally Mm -hmm. just makes me feel good inside Mm -hmm. so if you you can call me a nerd if you want you can call me whatever you want just please call me uh for some cheesecake (laughs) and when that song plays i'll be here i'll be in my seat
1: okay a couple of things about that theme song there was an ongoing thing last season that People who listened to it, including one of the (laughs) co-hosts, thought that was me singing along to it, which I was very amused by that. Two, um, I actually want to get a hold of that guy uh, and see if he'll redo it for us. I'll pay him uh, so we can get a better sounding version of it. It's kind of, a I would weird.
0: love that because I would listen to it in my car. And I have oh to say, mm-hmm. I, I know what the clip is that it's yeah. from. Uh-huh. But even still, I was like, but is it Joe? Did oh, he yeah. like re-record it to be himself? So maybe you should just do it. I mean, I'm do you have tell you something.
1: I didn't tell you something. I hear it and I think it like people are like, is that you? I'm like, was it me? Did I <laughs> did I record obviously It's that? a possibility. Yeah, I'm on so many podcasts. I'm not going to tell you something else too. It's kind of a little embarrassing. Okay. So Jay tells me and – I was so desperate for another co-host, uh, one that actually liked the Golden Girls. <laughs> that, sure. Uh The bare minimum, Yeah. That I was like, in, whatever, whoever. And also Jay recommends good people. That's the other thing too. So I was like, let's do it. So I didn't watch your reel until after <laughs> we spoke. Oh, no. So then I watched your reel. And I was like, why am I hosting the show? I even talked to Jay about this. You know, because I was like, oh, I need a second chair. I think you – it doesn't have to happen now. I'm going to spring this on you right here. I think <laughs> you should be the first chair. Why am I the first chair? All this wow. E- well, look, you have all this experience. You're on the red carpet uh, interviewing, you know, everybody from uh, – I don't know. Joe Exotic. Who are you interviewing on these red carpets? You Joe know, Exotic, I, if only. <laughs> Yeah, only, um,
0: live from, from red carpet jail. No, I've done um, – I mean, I've had some great interactions with Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah. And really the whole cast of Magic Mike. That was one Mm -hmm. of my first uh, gigs Mm -hmm. was, was that press junket. But I have seen... And talk to the celebrities mm-hmm. of life. But I have to tell you that every time that I'm really excited is when it's a reality star. Um, mm-hmm. Many of the Drag Race girls, which I know is mm-hmm. sister to this pod, mm-hmm. I've yeah. had the pleasure of talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, housewives. Yeah. The only thing I'm missing are the Golden Girls themselves. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. only have one opportunity for that left, as you may or know. do but you? I'm having a seance enough. later. Maybe, maybe you can get Betty as a guest.
1: Yeah, true. You know, maybe we should do a Golden Girls seance on Halloween. Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> I also want to write, uh, I just want to do something for my own, not for real, but like, a, a, just like maybe like a five minute Golden Girls thing where like the girls talk in like modern vernacular the way we would in real life. Or like, you know, like Dorothy's like, shut up, you wrinkle old cunt. You know, <laughs> like that's something, <laughs> like, something they would never do. And like, she's like, oh, I'm just going to fuck Mr. Burt Reynolds. And you're like, whoa, Blanche, what the fuck? You know, like,
0: uh, I, that would really be amazing. And just like, uh, some STFUs in there, just yeah. using the
1: breeds. Yeah. They're just like really, they just get really down and dirty. They're really dirty old ladies. But you know, I want to get, I want to talk about this. Cause let's talk about your, those black box type of interviews that you do. Sure. Or, or did when you would go there. Cause they just swap out the, the, per, the celebrities stay there. I take it right. And you just swap you out of the chair.
0: Correct? Exactly.
1: Okay before the the camera turns on can you just see the exhaustion in their eyes yeah it's the worst part yeah.
0: because you know mm-hmm. that they're they'd rather be anywhere else mm-hmm. meanwhile you've just been waiting to go in there to yeah. do your job all day which is only mm-hmm. 5 minutes mm-hmm. and i am a very like the type of person that needs to like keep the peace and like keep everyone like up and in a good feel. So it's like, I put all of that weight on me. Yeah. And then I feel the pressure to entertain them, which is not what they're there for or yeah. what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I make some small talk and I'll tell you going back to the magic mic, there was a Matt Bomber who mm-hmm. was in that. He recognized me from being his waiter like two years before, which I thought was incredible. So I was like, this is nice. But then Donald Glover, who was there, Uh wouldn't even look at me. He just was Uh so over it. So you win some, you lose a lot.
1: Yeah. I did this stuff in college and I did a lot of them in college. Uh, And uh, I remember, well, actually it was weird though, because, and you could probably understand this it was actually a different experience for me because they were always so excited for the college kids. So oh, they would sort nice. of come to life because it was so different. Does that make sense? Sure. They weren't yeah. with the jaded, you know, Bob and Tom show from Indiana for the hundredth time, the college kids, they were always really excited because that was so new, but sometimes you had some people who were connect- You know, so funny is people will sometimes ask me who were the shitty people and the shitty people were always like, people are like, why are you shitty? Like, um, you know, it was really shitty was, for the movie, and I'm dating myself here, The Cowboy Way, which was with uh, Kiefer Sutherland and Woody Harrelson. Uh, that's the thing, too, yeah. everyone, that you do a lot of shitty movies, too. And uh, it was <laughs> – what was the name of that? Not Dermot Mulroney. The other one that sounds like Dermot. Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. What a fucking a-hole that guy was. Really? What, oh, what an, again, but maybe he's just tired. That's the maybe, thing. but you know yeah. what? If you're, if you're a good
0: little people pleaser like me, you pretend yeah. even when you're tired.
1: Yeah, I know. But he he wasn't having it. But, you know, but then there were some people who were great. I was, you know, a little nerdy kid and I l- loved SNL and Phil Hartman. I interviewed him for the movie Greedy. Oh, that's amazing. And he like uh was key. We walked. It, we, he had finished the interview, but we it was done. I was walking out of the room into the hallway. He was passing by and he was like, put his arm around me all the way to the elevator. And asked me questions. Same interview because same movie kirk douglas wow. was awesome and put his like squeezed my shoulder and i was like oh my god Kirk Douglas!" So, awesome.
0: <laughs> so like you know what is mm-hmm. more nerve-wracking sometimes in the beginning when you see them exhausted is the end when the when the little producers back there waving the finger yeah. like it's time mm-hmm. to wrap up mm-hmm. i'm like i follow rules so i'm like okay yeah. gotta end this and there was one time i was interviewing susan sarandon mm-hmm. and, I, and oh my gosh i can't remember her name um Let's just say another actress. Mm-hmm. And I asked a question to both. The other actress answered, and then they said, wrap it up. So I was like, okay, thank you, ladies. And Susan was like, oh, I don't get to answer the question. Uh... And uh, she got upset. So I said, of course you can. I'm glad you want to spend more time. But, you know, no matter how you you work it, you're going to make somebody upset. It's and... so
1: funny that you say it. Speaking of, the same thing happened to me at uh, DragCon. Oh. And it was during season nine. And I was interviewing Sasha Valour, right? And guys, uh, I don't know if you've ever interviewed Sasha Valour. That bitch can talk, right? I actually have not. That's when I've not interviewed. Mm. I interviewed, super nice, but that bitch can talk. And huh. she's going on and on and on. And the publicist is, is behind me, or behind her going like, wrap it up. And I'm like, she's talking. Like, what do you want me? And she's going on and on. And then he came and scolded me afterwards. You're and I'm kidding. Like, she gave a six-minute answer.
0: Wow. Now uh, They're coming to school after. Oh, my God. I was on the red carpet for AJ and the Queen this year. Oh, God. And I had RuPaul come and like actually be very friendly with me and gave an amazing answer. I was just doing it for social media. Mm -hmm. So it was like a video I was recording Mm -hmm. and I deleted the freaking video. So I literally like grabbed Ru and was like, hey, do you mind doing it one more time? Mm -mm. And the publicist literally unhinged her jaw and was like, no. But Ru said, Mm -hmm. okay, sure. And so he did, but that was terrible. A publicist is not—they're the worst. They
1: are ever, ever, ever. They are the fucking worst. Don't even—I've done it already before. I'm actually late to take the break, but I don't care. Is the ones who do DragCon are the worst human beings on the planet? All right. On on that note, <laughs> um, we're just gonna take a, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back right after this. this week's episode this week dorothy Rogue, to, i'm yes. sorry but
0: i have to take back what i said right. i am a nerd because even hearing that intro music come up i'm not kidding it just made me so giddy i'm a nerd <laughs> how dare i try Look, and deny it
1: let me tell let me ask you this and maybe this is, we'll talk about it after the episode but this is a topic worth talking about is i uh, i talked to a lot of young gays and you know people were in the same age group adam so like i oh. understand us right? Uh, sure. But a lot of the young gays love Golden Girls, and I don't... I Look, I'm here for it, but I'm just so shocked at how much it's lived... Like, it's, it holds up.
0: I agree. First of all, the fact that it's constantly on reruns, and mm-hmm. people... I've had, like, straight guys talk... They say they used to watch it with their grandma, and they still watch it and mm-hmm. love it. That all shocks me. Yeah. But there is a nostalgia factor for the young gays to be into it. Like, I get it, but at the same time... It, it is a little surprising. You would think they'd be like, Oh, that's old. That's just the power of our
1: gals. You know, if you ask me to tie in the last segment and this segment actually oh. is like you, like, I'm not super impressed with like celebrity. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. Except I, the people I nerd out over are the most rant. Like again, Madonna could walk up to me and I'm like, whatever, get out of the right. way. bitch!" Right. But, um, I was at the magic castle and um what the fuck is that guy's name why did his name just escape me we uh, left an impression yeah com- no I, i'm a huge fan that's what's so funny it's even more embarrassing <laughs> comedy central he does those like um he had that show where he did like the fake improving your businesses i can't remember his name right now uh
0: oh uh, i think i know what you mean i don't know his name. i'll get
1: his name and i'll come back and I'll, I'll edit in very smoothly right oh he i love was there that ah. at, and i lost my fucking shit and what's funny though I was was meeting these jaded LA people for the first time at the Magic Castle and I'm with them outside and um, he walks by and oh this is killing me I don't have to google it because it's killing me Um, and he walks by and I lost my goddamn shit well anyway to relate it is I was with a friend of mine who works in show business and uh, we were walking down Abbott Kinney and this older man and this twink walked by which I think turned out to be like grandson or something and uh he's an old man. And uh wait, Comedy Central, what am I gonna put in? Like oh is it Dumb or... oh, uh, uh Nathan, that's right, Nathan Fielder. Nathan, I don't oh know Nathan why Fielder that was... well, yeah, Nathan Fielder, and I lost my motherfucking shit. I lost my shit. I was like so like gagged. Anyway, like Nathan Fielder, right? So anyway, uh we're walking down the street, older man, they know each other, and and then my, my my friend's like, oh hey, and they talk, and the guy's like, oh, but then for a long time, then like, my friend Joe, I'm like, oh, hey, whatever, old man, right? <laughs> and then uh we walk away, we're walking one way, he's walking the other. And we had talked for like three minutes. And I go, uh, was that? He goes, Oh, a guy I work with on this movie. He goes, he's a TV producer, Paul Witt. And I go,
0: Oh, 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 oh. Wow.
1: And I go, I I I was like literally like gagging like that. I was like, what, can, get him back here. I, go, I That's Paul Witt. And he goes, yeah, I go, that's the golden girls. That's the, that's the guy who created the golden girls. And that was like, he's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, so mad. That's what I would, that's who I would have lost my shit over. It was Paul. I would have had so well, many questions. I
0: hope you learned a valuable lesson. If you're yeah. talking to a random old man, you never uh-huh. know who it could be. So try and enjoy it a little more.
1: No, but you know, it's funny. That's good Hollywood advice. It's, it's funny that you say that. I've given advice to people. I'm all, Don't be nice with the hot ones. They usually have no power. Be nice to the schlubby one because he's probably the head of development somewhere that you want to, you know, that's the one you want to be nice to.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Not the hot
1: actor. He's, you know.
0: Yeah. What's he going to do for you? What's he going to do for you?
1: Exactly. All right. This week, Dorothy Rose and Sophia hatch a get rich quick scheme to breed minks for their fur. The problem is the minks refuse to breed. Meanwhile, Blanche hasn't left her bedroom because she's so upset. Why? Well, after Blanche takes a pregnancy test, she's shocked to learn that she's pregnant. Later, Blanche returns from a visit to the doctor even more upset than before. When the girls pester her for the reason, she reveals that she's going through menopause and now she feels like it's the end of her life. This is a long summary, by the way. It's a lot going on here. After well, a visit to a psychiatrist, it's a big episode. Blanche has an Emmy Award winning speech about her fear of becoming her own mother. The next day, the girls try to cheer Blanche up by telling her their own stories about going through menopause. Uh, Blanche continues, though, to wallow in her depression. That is until the visiting vet appears and suddenly Blanche becomes her old self again. The next day, the girls wonder about what to do with the minks that the vet said were too old to breed. When Blanche reveals that she is over her depression, the girls decide to keep the minks and are excited to see two of the minks mating that is until they realize the amorous Minx are both men. Adam uh, Salandra, I'm curious to hear your overall takes just on the episode. Do you like this episode? What was your what were your hot takes on this episode?
0: I like it. Mm-hmm. I think that the B storyline of the minks, I I guess I would consider that the B storyline is a little. It's interesting because mm-hmm. I've actually read that the ladies, well, I know Betty White is a yeah. huge animal activist, yeah. but that they all were. And they were like, we don't want to do this episode. Yeah. This is not okay. And um, it was that since it was the first one of the season and they just didn't have time for any changes. So they had to do it. And so they did it and mm-hmm. it's fine. It, it feels very random. Even if they hated animals, it's random.
1: It's but- just a random, it's a super random storyline.
0: Yes. And maybe that was maybe back in 80. What what year was this?
1: 86. Oh,
0: just like Mm -hmm. uh, Dionne Warwick. Wow, wow, wow. Um, But yes, that is strange. But I love the Blanche storyline. I love that she thinks she's pregnant Mm -hmm. and the the gals are ready to just jump in and say, okay, we're going to raise a baby. But then she says, oh, it's much, much worse. Mm -hmm. Menopause, the change. (laughs)
1: i like your blanche impression there oh my god thank
0: you i've been not working on it it just lives within me
1: so. yeah um yeah okay let's get to that first of all, let's get to the to the storyline there with the Minks. uh i think it is a b storyline obviously but like it's almost it's so it's actually old-timey and how random it is like that's something you would uh-huh. see like an i love lucy that she yes. and are going to raise minks, you know, cause Ricky won't give him a fur or something. And, um, and it's so funny. I was thinking, cause, you know, I watched, we're, we're recording episodes one and two back to back, uh, sorry to ruin the magic. And, yeah, wow. um, you know, I pay, I always pay attention. I haven't brought it up last season, but bring it up this season. This is actually uh, one of the few episodes written by Susan Harris who created the show. Okay. And the next one is written by Mort Nathan and Barry Finero who were huge golden girls writers. They wrote a lot of the big prominent episodes and there's such a difference in the feel of the two episodes. And I feel this one feels like a Susan Harris episode. Like it has that, like, and we'll get to it. Those elements of like, uh, let's sit around the table and just talk about having menopause and what, how sucky it is. Like almost like doing like, uh, I don't know. They're like the, the sitcom version of am I right ladies, you know, like, (laughs) <laughs> and it, 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 and I feel like a lot of Susan Harris's episodes are like that. Like I think she's the one that wrote the mirror speech in the one where I, when you look down at the mirror.
0: Oh yes.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. So uh and so it has that feel. So the Minks thing it just seems what a weird kooky hair brain. Like they dropped and I'll I would go bring this up later, but I'll bring this now. They dropped six hundred and uh, seventy eight dollars, and six hundred and seventy dollars nineteen eighty six is had the same buying power today as about sixteen hundred dollars today. So I like that. One week later, they're like, "We can't afford a hotel." <laughs> 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 well, the, the business didn't work out. What do you say? They lost their shirts in them. But what a weird business, just to like be like, okay, well, why don't we just invest in me? What? Can, there's just so much it's so weird it is so weird but to get to the blanche storyline, yes and but again a very very susan harris type episode talking about something that the women go through and that a woman could relate to and sure. probably she was going through herself and so um uh now obviously i was telling you before the show like you know we try and relate the themes there's no way that you and i could relate to going through menopause obviously
0: obviously
1: obviously even though I stopped having my period about 10 years ago um I don't know but,
0: why, that's different
1: yeah yeah okay yeah. but um I guess my question to you because another big thing here which is almost in a weird kind of way that was almost problematic or it seems sort of like antiquated was there because blanche goes to see a psychiatrist and it has that antiquated like only crazy people see psychiatrists big time sort of feel and I don't know have you ever been have you ever seen a mental health professional' Adam Slyndra? I
0: I how dare you ask me that? No, I, I definitely have. And I wish I was seeing, more. I, I mean, I feel everyone should be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I Even agree if you too. feel normal, yeah. it's like, hello. It's, we all see regular doctors for the body. What about exactly. the
1: minds? Exactly. But even like Sophia, like, oh, they're cuckoo, you know, like, well, oh, they're course. crazy. <laughs> and then the other guy, like, and by the way, like, if I was thinking about this there, the guy who talks to himself, they get there, Blanche's way. She's next. Right. And then she has her appointment and somebody walks out. Makes sense. So the guy who talks to himself is going to sit there. He got there over an hour early. I thought
0: about that, too. But you know what? Sometimes he might not have anywhere better to go.
1: That's true.
0: I mean, he actually is uh mentally handicapped i think that was <laughs> true. clear so yeah. there you have to kind of take that into consideration uh-huh. um but i do love that blanche is like having an actual meltdown and dorothy's like you have to pull yourself together you're in a psychologist's I know. office i know and that's true it was she so crazy. was flipping out
1: she was flipping out now let me ask you i don't see you're the golden girls nerd. i love the golden girls but i also have a poor look i have a show at rupaul's drag race and people often go, remember in the, my boyfriend did it with me this morning. He goes, "Ugh, I was not feeling Manila's outfit in All Stars three when she was the dog. And I was like, what are you talking about? I still have no <laughs> idea what he's talking about. Right. So I have, a I mean, t- yeah. that is a, a wild thing to
0: bring up. I'll yeah. give you that.
1: Yeah. He just brings it up randomly, but my question is like, so I don't remember these episodes when I watch them again. So I was half going like, does she fuck the therapist?
0: And did, Oh, <laughs> Interesting that you say that because uh-huh. I rewatched, I've, I've seen them all so many times, but mm-hmm. I, when I was just rewatched it for this, I, that's what I thought how it ended is that they ended up going on a date. Mm-hmm. And so I almost can guarantee that's a different episode from a different season because oh, I'm really? certain that that happens at some point that she's like, Oh, I was feeling bad, but now I see I can, I still have it, which is what happened, but was the vet instead of the psychologist. Yeah. Um, but i thought the same thing so i think you might not be that far off even though in fact you were wrong and so was i,
1: <laughs> I <really laughs> other like, than that i was you're like I, I was trying to look to see if there was a wedding ring on his finger as if that would mean anything <laughs> oh you
0: were really no oh,
1: i was doing an inspection and then, and then the vet came in and i was like oh there we go she's going to fuck the vet and i got the vet is immediate; he just meets this woman And she's like, oh, "Oh, do you want to go see my pussy on the lanai or whatever she says to him, right? (laughs) And then he's like, yeah, I'll go fuck you, bitch. And then they go out to the lanai and they're all like, oh, yeah, she's going to go fuck the vet. And then I think it's kind of confusing later when we come back. I think she landed up not fucking the vet, right? She said, oh, she met somebody else or something, right?
0: Maybe they got to the lanai and were like, you know what? Maybe this outdoor public space in the middle of the uh, (laughs) afternoon isn't the best place for our first fuck. That's a possibility. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, but wait, can be. I actually uh-huh. tell you a story about yeah. myself? But it's very related to Lange. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I was young, mm-hmm. I was just always in acting classes, loved yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was one day the teacher, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was young,
1: Yeah.
0: wrote all these adjectives or like different types you could play on the mm-hmm. whiteboard. And everyone had to pick one and then we had to guess. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I picked mine and I was like, going around just being like really goofy, trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause you know, when you're a kid, that's all you think improv is. It's just Mm -hmm. like, that uh and then when they tried to guess mine they were like goofy silly and no in fact the one that i chose was slut and i chose it because i grew up hearing them call blanche slut and i was like oh that i guess that means funny i mean that's how long i've been watching golden girls is i didn't even know what slut was i'm shocked yeah. i didn't come out of the womb knowing what slut meant but in fact i didn't and so i chose as a seven-year-old boy to portray a slut uh, in mm-hmm. front of my class and i did it poorly and that uh-huh. stuck with
1: me um did they laugh i mean that how naive were you that by that age you still didn't know what slut was oh,
0: apparently i was a rose and i didn't even know it very naive. <laughs> I uh,
1: to show you how, how fast these episodes go out and we're already done with this part in fact we're a little late but uh so i have some notes before we wrap up is um a couple of little errors here uh oh. dorothy says stan never gave her a mink when she's talking about it but in the season one episode the break-in Uh, Dorothy claims that the burglar stole the mink that Stan had given her.
0: I got to tell you something. Mm -hmm. I've never, ever known a show to be so inconsistent in the history Mm -hmm. of television. I don't know if they just thought people wouldn't be obsessed with this so Uh we forget or we weren't keeping track, but Mm -hmm. the gays are on the case. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they recycle guest stars mm -hmm. constantly. Was there a
1: a Slim Pickens back then? I don't know. Well, they did, but, you know... Uh, I've noticed that when my dad watches old shows, they do that a lot on old shows, like they just recycled the uh, the same people over and over again. I don't know, maybe they like them. Yeah, because I think isn't the guy that um, Rose almost killed by fucking him? uh, Doesn't he come back later as her boyfriend who's on their lamb or something?
0: yes uh miles yeah is that the one you're yeah talking about? Yeah. yeah exactly he exactly. definitely came back and then became like a recurring guest star but you, you know would what? think they like they, who
1: they like but you would think they would use that and say you know what we should say miles was one of your identities they don't do that do they
0: <sighs> they don't but there's a lot of missed opportunities that yeah. uh what are you gonna do uh
1: another thing is Rue mcclanahan when i said it in the summary here i wasn't lying she won an emmy for this episode oh <gasps> Oh, I, th- I'm
0: i glad you re-brought that up because that's funny that it's this episode it's because this episode. literally while I'm watching the way she goes and she moves the picture frame yeah. and she twists her handkerchief and looks out the window it's like, she was a stage actress just yeah. on the stage in this yeah. moment. And mm-hmm. I guess the Academy liked what they saw.
1: Right. Well, you know that the, the Emmy was a big bone of contention because I think, was B Arthur the last to win it? I think she was. I, don't
0: remember. I do remember that one of them was just waiting.
1: Yeah, it was B. And she was but really I don't remember if it was yeah. because So Estelle Getty got it for supporting. So boom, she doesn't count. Then Betty White got it first. R- Ruma McClanahan wins it for this season. So it must have been B. Arthur wins it for the next season. I heard she was not too happy about that. Uh, also, by the way, in this speech about her mom, we later learn that Blanche's fears becoming her mother because she di- her mother had died of Alzheimer's disease uh let's talk we're gonna go a little bit over time because we actually have a lot of weird stuff to talk about um some references uh in one of the more memorable scenes uh dorothy does a, a clap back at i think it rose and calls her thank you Columbo" or something like that uh do you know do you know the Columbo reference there
0: Adam? i mean i i know it a little bit okay. i'm um you know, just a little too young, but yeah. I, I certainly have heard of Columbo, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This 1970s TV detective played by Peter Falk, and he, he was sort of like one of the early, like, bumbling detectives. Like, the, the criminal would always think, oh, what this fucking idiot cop, right? What the fuck does he know? But he just, he would pretend, I guess he was pretending to be bumbling, but always would, I, you know, he'd talk like this, and he'd be like, <laughs> uh, oh, one more thing, uh, uh you kill your fucking wife didn't you? you fucking asshole let me arrest you you know like and so that's like, wild for the 70s yeah I mean, they were they just cursing up a storm old episodes. Mm-hmm. it was really well the 70s were really loose they were always cuss and stuff like that yeah uh yeah on, on all in the family archie bunker was always in the n-word it was it was a really weird weird and wild time there
0: wait is that true i mean <laughs> i knew he was that type of character but did they really say it? no no okay wow i am rose it's official. <laughs> <laughs> but Damn. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I wouldn't Hit me be over the head with a
0: newspaper. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Put me out of my misery.
1: They also make a reference to Yasser Arafat, who would have been huge at the time. He was like a big political figure. He was the head of the Palestine, Palestinian Liberation Organization, PLO, uh, was kind of seen as a, ther- a, t- a therapist, a terrorist. <laughs> uh, and uh, but he was known for his beard. They make a reference to his his beard in this one. Um, we're gonna be doing a new thing this season where I'm gonna tell you what's been going on in the world when this episode airs. Uh, in between the season finale, uh, this episode originally aired on September 26, 1986. And in between the season finale and this premiere, a bunch of things happened. Uh, first of all, in April, the, Chernor- the Chernobyl disaster happened, uh, which was a uh, mishandled safety test at the Chernobyl nuclear plant in the Ukraine, Soviet Union. And it killed at least 4,000 people and damaged almost $7 billion worth of property. In fact, it's, have you ever seen the people who go because they had to clear that whole area out? It's like, it's like a ghost town. People go there now. I don't know why. And uh, it's just crazy. It was just a fucking nuclear power plant meltdown, and now it's all radioactive that, for the next billion years. That is crazy. Yeah. And
0: the girls were just... Trying to film in between that news. That's yeah,
1: they're like, how do they do that? You know, then they're worried about Burt Reynolds and that's happening. Also, there was this thing called Hands Across America when at least five million people from a, formed a human chain from New York City to Long Beach, California to raise money to fight hunger and homelessness. I remember I as a kid, I remember this being a big deal. I was very young. So I have vague memories of it. But we all had a hold at a certain time. Everyone in the school held hands and they formed this huge chain. Uh, across the United States. Okay, um, I
0: have a question. I know yeah. I- now this is going to come back to bite me in the ass as a rose mm-hmm. again. But mm-hmm. but everyone held hands. But there wasn't a literal link from New York to Long Beach, was there?
1: There was, but they they cheated a little bit. So like you know, like in the fucking Mojave Desert and stuff like that. I think they had rope, like a long chain that would like miles okay, okay. of stuff that would that would join. The person, you know, how many miles away. So I, I don't know if, if exactly was unbroken, but that was the goal to have it sort of unbroken. That's beautiful. They should do it up and down like California, like a mini one, like hands yeah, across America. We California. could use hands across America. Yeah. We, we should actually really should bring that back. Uh, all right. Also, the Statue of Liberty had reopened to the public for the first time in a few years because it had closed down for renovation. And also in July, Prince Andrew, he now of Jeffrey Epstein fame. Uh, married sarah ferguson at westminster abbey that had all happened between the finale and this episode uh okay so we we do this thing adam and we're gonna you know it's always tough on the first episode especially when it's your first one based on your memory and i'll write down mm-hmm. what you say here and we we grade it on cheesecake so a scale of one to ten how many cheesecakes would you give this episode based on your memory
0: Okay, I am going to give it a three.
1: Oh, wow. Holy, that's That's low. low.
0: It is low. That's that's the lowest I would probably ever give. Oh, really? It's just – this after rewatching, I was like, okay, this isn't one of my like classics. The only part that like really always has stuck with me that for some reason I say this all the time is mm-hmm. after Sophia realizes that the um, guy in the in the psychiatrist's office might be a little, uh, I don't know if crazy is the appropriate mm-hmm. word, but yeah. that's certainly what I'm going to use. And she says, see ya wolfies. I always say that to my friends sometime. I don't even <laughs> know why it's funny or if it is funny, but yeah. it is to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: see ya wolfies. You know but that should be our closing. That's gonna be our closing. I like Thank it. We, we never really had a, a, a closing, uh, but it's gonna be see you at Wolfie's. I'm I'm adopting right now. I'm writing it right down. Uh, uh, you know I'm gonna to me base especially now. I just did it this season, but uh, I would say because it had some highlights. It was a well written episode. Uh, I'm gonna give it five cheesecakes
0: wow yeah, so five. we are on opposite sides what an I, exciting panel yeah
1: well just because i know what's what's been happening in this like season one where it falls in terms like is th- this season is better than but maybe you'd give that a one maybe you're a harsher critic which i i like that you're a harsher critic but like to me this episode i might give it a four maybe a four it's hovering there i could I, ha- I reserve the right to go back and change it but i'm trying to think like i really hated the episode in season one when blanche's grandson came to visit and sophia slaps him oh yeah i hate that episode that was like a a three or four for me uh yeah and so
0: yeah there was nothing bad about this one it just didn't excite me like the others and funnily enough i'm actually the least harsh critic there ever is so it is mm -hmm. random that this instantly right out the gate
1: i am that but Mm -hmm. i I have to speak my truth you have to speak your truth all right well why don't we call it a day right there adam uh, thank you so much for being a friend
0: oh it's my pleasure
1: You missed your shot. Uh, (laughs)
0: I'll see you at Wolfies.
1: Thank you for listening to Shady Pines. You can find Adam Salandra on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A-D-A-M-S-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. You can find Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast.